presents. Hello everybody and welcome to Mass Movement Presents, sponsored by Engineer Records. Um, we've got a, another uh, special double feature where we've got uh, two interviews back to back and it's a kind of UK hardcore uh, double bill if you like. Uh, this time around, first of all I spoke to John from Cage Fight, uh, upcoming band from uh, the UK hardcore scene. They got a new album out now, self-titled, which is awesome and you should definitely go and check that out. Um, they're going to be touring with Chromags and Sepultura soon as well, so we'll check them on the road. But I got to, yeah, I caught up with John from those, and we had a chat about the UK hardcore scene, about hardcore in general, and just shooting the shit. And I also got to catch up with uh, one of the nicest people in hardcore, Ian Glasper. His influence on the uh, UK hardcore scene um, is immeasurable. He's been um, doing this now since sort of the mid 80s be it in bands or writing fanzines yeah his his influence can be seen right across the scene even now so uh, it was lovely to speak to him i obviously we know him from bands like stamping ground war wound and now he's in zero again but uh, he's also a prolific author who's, who's got two terrific books out at the moment on uh, earth island books it's the uh, the terrorized collection volumes one and two uh, it's a collection of uh, Ian's interviews from uh, the Sorry Mess Terrorizer magazine. And it's basically, it's a document of, of of that time, really, between sort of 1993 up to, I think it was 2017. And it's, uh, it's two absolutely huge books, but they're stuffed with so much good stuff. Um, so yeah, I got to talk to uh, Ian about that. But first of all, as I said, I uh, spoke to John from Cage Fight. Let's hear what he had to say. Yo, what's up? This is Billy from Biohazard Power Flow and Billy Bio. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. Peace. Greetings. Log on. How you doing? You okay? You know about yourself? Yeah, not so bad. Finally, we meet. Indeed. Watch out. It's aligned and all that kind of business. <laughs> oh, no, I see you're a drummer. I'm a drummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Top thumper. Yeah. <laughs> in the game yeah nice, yeah I, I, got a, I got a band i play in a hardcore band uh from, from cardiff like but um well, I've heard, I, know there's, I know there's a big thing going on in there with um this weekend's um in, yeah uh, repent fest yeah right yeah yeah well, um yeah mugged off i went and saw them the other week and i and i cut the lads in the band um there's a borstal as well and i probably well um, yeah I, I know yeah 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 man me and pierre go way yeah, back yeah, man. yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, playing as well. Drop set as well. My man Tom Barry, who's the the drummer with them as well. Yeah, man. Oh, it's sick. Big. Are you going to be there? Yeah, I'm going down with the Friday. Um, so yeah, I'm going to see Discharge, Borstal, uh, a couple of others. Actually, yeah, should be cool. Yeah, Borstal was sick, man. I saw them at the uh, um, got their vinyl as well still, but it's, um, I saw them at uh, the Black Heart. Oh, um, did you? Yeah, it's good. No, I've not had the pleasure yet, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll put all that right this weekend. Cool. So let's let's talk about Cage Fight then. So, um, band formed in lockdown. Is that right? It's sort of, um, or it's much, sort of yeah. the essence of the band started there. Is that right? Do you want to tell us yep. a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you about it. Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit yeah. about how you formed and how you came to be? That yeah, okay. So, all right, cool. So, I go way back with James, um, or Metal, as I call him. Um, well, lots of people call him that, but it's, um, yeah. And uh, he's been a friend of mine for, you know, over a couple of decades, yeah. Um, we, you know, we've been in a previous band before, long, long time ago, rap cool kind of thing. And um, we, um, you know, you know, kind of in, in this lockdown, then we don't live so far from each other either. We're both in South London. And okay. um, 
and uh, so when there are little little breaks and things like that, we're we're just kind of like out of that sort of fallout and that time. Um, started sharing some ideas. We talked on and off for, for years about potentially doing something as we share a love of a lot of the same music um, as well. Much as obviously you know he's well known for his uh, sort of day job band, yeah, cool. um, um, which is obviously extremely different to yeah. this kind of thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, so this was the kind of thing. So it was sharing ideas, um, um, you know, getting some concepts together, you know, working on, you know, sketching out some songs, you, you, you know, you know, writing some songs and that kind of thing, um, like that. Um, uh, in, 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 in that way, um, I don't really know, but I'm, I'm, I'm a lyricist as well. So it's um, okay. No, I wasn't aware. Right. So I kind of sort of sketched the vocals and things like, you know, that kind of thing was getting, right. you know, getting some ideas there. It wasn't really, you know, we were trying to say at some point, you know, are we uh, um, going to um, do, you know what I mean? Try and have a jam with Nick, you know, do, you know, get about COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Never happened because um, it just couldn't, um, you know, studios weren't open, all that sort of stuff. Then we were going, you know, you know what we're going to do with this, I'm missing from it, it'd be great, you know, what should, what should, you know, what should we do? We had a, what, what I would say is probably three tracks um, that we were really, really pleased with, is sort of demos. Um, and um, James, as Fortune would have it, saw, and this is obviously laced with some tragedy here, and obviously thoughts go out to Trevor's um, band, family, friends, and if everyone around there, yeah. he shared the Black Delia murder. He shared a um, a video, a cover um, uh, that Rachel had done of one of um, was it Statutory Ape? I think I can't remember. Um, I think that was what it was. But um, um, and um, and she was looking for a band, you know, and had been for a while. And he saw this and thought this was amazing. Um, and um, like you know. Um, sent her a message essentially um yeah. said you know you, you, you know what's what's sort of going on there and we sent her a track uh 24 hours later she sent it back and it sounded amazing you know like, yeah, like yeah. literally 24 hours i was just we just like okay <laughs> you're in <laughs> yeah 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 like i'd never met rach didn't, yeah. uh, you know didn't know for toffee no background you know, she looked like who she was then heard the vocals and just was like this is this is pretty banging yeah um set another one 24 hours 48 hours back got another one um then another one and the same thing 24 48 hours back we got another wow. n- n- another vocal back and, and we're like well that's okay this this is kind of like a thing now um we've, got, we've essentially got a three-track demo never all been in the same room together um so that was kind of what that was um and then you know then we were extremely lucky that um you know, someone heard it and just was pretty much like, what are you doing with this? And we're like, well, we'd like to do an album and that, you know, and that kind of thing. And, you know, pretty much candlelight, you know, offered, you know, there and then to wow. support us. So, um, nice. so that's, it's just been a total whirlwind, if I'm honest with you. And, and there's been no expectations of uh, anything really of, 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 of what will, so anything and everything, the fact that I'm, you know, sat here, you know, my manner on, on, you know, on a Wednesday, you know, church ch- to you, and you you want to know about my band and or my band, the band I am in with my with my, with my pals. Yeah, um, um, is amazing. You know, that's yeah, just, definitely. That's, yeah, that's a big thing. So it's it's happened very quickly. So we were only probably really we've only been what I would inverted commas call like a band. You know, for just over a year. Wow. And so, that's a, I love that story of how Rachel uh, came in the band. That's uh, came to be in the band. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so, literally, so literally, you saw her doing this cover version online, 
just came across it accidentally, and then. Well, James thought, did, yeah. He, he saw it. Yeah. James did. Wow, that's awesome. So yeah, you see what you can do. <laughs> so you, you got the uh, the self titled um, debut albums out. Yes. Um, it's got sort of a classic hardcore sort of uh, mixed with sort of vicious sort of thrash riffing. I've ever said. Um, <laughs> very sort of late nineties, early two thousand sort of feel to it. But you say the Sorry? best era. <laughs> oh hell yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Damn, you're just telling me yeah yeah yeah. Because I was like, tease me by the way and say that like I only listen to stuff from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's by the way that isn't strictly true. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> but um, there, there is. You know, there is a, I, I have to take it a little bit. Yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Fair. Well, I loved all those bands like Earth Crisis, Integrity, all that that sort of thing. You know, that's that's where I that was my thing, and that's right. the vibe I picked up from this, albeit a bit more thrashy and obviously modern production. But um, mm-hmm. you mentioned you've been in bands, but have you been in like actual hardcore bands before then, or is this your first sort of crossover? Okay, um, I was in Broken Chakra. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was the MC for that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that was kind of, I mean, we did used to do stuff with Russian and that kind of stuff and played with, you know, we were, we were always, we were a bit of a mixed bag. There was loads of hardcore in us. We did used to do hardcore shows. Yeah. And loads of sort of hardcore elements in it. Um, uh, but also we play sometimes on the metal thing, but we're always a bit too rapid for that. And then <laughs> on, on the hip hop nights and things like that. Cause I, I'm, you know, I'm an MC as well, like outside of, um, okay. you know, it's a drummer bass and all this sort of stuff as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like it's, um, um, yeah, and we were always way too heavy for the hip hop crowd. So, um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was it. I mean, my, 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 my. I mean, we've been inactive for like three years or something like this, maybe a bit longer. Yeah. Um, but um, it might drop something at some point. But yeah, that was it. But yeah, the other, you know, as far as kind of like the wasn't like rap core bands a long time ago, that kind okay. of stuff. You know, crossover fusion stuff. There was always elements of that, you know, stuff because I mean, for me. I've loved hardcore for. I mean, God, when I first started hearing this stuff, it was the early nineties. Biohazard, show my yeah, age. yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like Downset, um, yeah. You know, Doggy Dog, yeah. Um, Shooty's Groove, love them. Love Shooty's Groove, such an underrated band. Oh God, amazing! I'm, I played with them, met them, met the guys. Super cool. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, that, that that was in a another band in the you, yeah. know, you know I was doing with, with that kind of fusion thing as well so yeah mad ball of course as well <laughs> tons of times you know you know oh god yeah yeah yeah, yeah knuckle dust all, all this all this all this strife um yeah, yeah. obviously i'm mean, just stuck in the 90s <laughs> this is what i'm saying yeah, yeah, um, yeah. good place to be though man i mean it's, it's back now i know the 90s is back now in a big way isn't it you know but well, I, well, I never left it first <laughs> <laughs> So we're getting a bit silly here, aren't we? So when yeah, you you're just... not going to get a no sensible, sensible interview with me, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> so when James, really... I mean, James did most of the write the riff writing for this. Did, do you think he had yeah. that sort of era in mind when he was writing these riffs? Hundred percent, because I mean, I mean, we're very similar aged. Okay. Um, and um, you know, I have known each other, you know, since the late nineties. Yeah. Uh, and have gone to some of these gigs together, you know. Yeah. Um, and we're in, you know, and we're you know influenced in this, and this was certainly, you know, we spent time together you know, sharing riffs and all this sort of stuff with each other and that kind of thing and talked about um you know the ideas and concepts and all that sort of likewise you know in all the lyrics and things like that we discuss you know what topics and all this sort of stuff as well you know what i mean it's it's, it's a very it's a team thing you know yeah but um but you know did did um um james come up with some serious ill riffs hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. <the> <laughs> yeah. you know 
He really did. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, he's always, you know, you know, great friend and, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, someone that he and I um, uh, have always connected with on the music musical level as well. So, yeah. Cool. I mean, you mentioned earlier, um, obviously Trevor from uh, Black Alia Murder um, passed away. Uh, and he, he featured on uh, Eating Me Alive. Yeah. Um, is, is that going to go down? Is, is his last piece of work then, do you think? Or? I don't know. A few people have asked that. I mean, we actually had a video for it and everything as well. Yeah. Well, uh, featuring Trevor. Yeah. We oh, never. It was, it was, it's, it's a, well, I don't mean, it's, it's an uh, imagery one. I mean, and the thing is, the whole track uh, is all about mental health. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, or or poor mental health and that kind of thing. I think that was partly maybe one of the. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, yeah. Like, I know you're saying yeah. whatever, but it was like we pulled that. I just I just could not see any way, um, you know, without the blessings of you know his bands, his family, and of course, yeah. it just seemed a hundred percent inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. You know, to to drop that in any way, and I, I wouldn't want to want to do to do that at this point. Um, people could hear the song. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Life the other other day, and you know, and uh, hopefully there's something you know people can can understand about that about those anxieties and those pressures and things like that for yeah, it. yeah. Maybe at some point we'll 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 um um we'll, we'll, we'll drop the video and that kind of thing, but that has to be with agreement from his. Um, of course, yeah. yeah. Did you ever? Did you uh, did you meet him? Did he like? Oh, was it all done sort of online or? Uh... It was all done online, right? I mean, the first like you know, well, even the first sort of stages of um um cage fight was all pretty much online i mean yes there were you know you know there's things like you know you could meet in the park and things like that going seems like a lifetime ago so you know what i mean i'd meet up with james and we listened to like sort of biohazard and onyx and stuff like that yeah in the park, yeah like that. yeah but it's like you know or, or share some things and points where you could come over and one person as a student whatever do you know that kind of thing but no i mean i i never you know face to face right um the first time I met Nick, you know, we spoke on the phone, but obviously we just couldn't get in the studio. Yeah. And we did the stay at home thing, you know? That was like the first track we dropped, like, um, for that, which was like a, you know, at home, a home thing when I, you know, came and supported him for, uh, um, you know, when he was laying the drum tracks down, you know? Okay. Um, but, but yeah, but, but and Ra- I mean, Rach wasn't even in the UK. Um, or Rachel is actually how you pronounce her name. I've probably done it. She's French, is that right? She's yeah, up. yeah, I've probably said it really badly now. I've just said that's how you pronounce the name. No, it's not, John. No, it's not. <laughs> that's not poor, like you know, South London Essex mockneyism. Um, but um, no, yeah, I mean, she was in it because she's a tattoo artist by trades, and okay. all of those things, you know, shut down. So she was in the center of France at the time. So you know, our first things was like you know, Zoom yeah. business. Um, yeah. So I mean, so, um. I've got a mega point here. So uh... <laughs> a mega point, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you mentioned about sort of uh, you, you deal with ish- several sort of issues on the uh, on the album, you know, uh, mental health being one. Uh, the video for Respect Ends mm-hmm. um, sort of shows a, a sort of a predatory male almost getting a taste of his own medicine. How did the um, who, who had the idea for that, and how did that come about? Uh, well, I wrote the treatment, right. For the video okay and then, then then obviously you would then share that which i did yeah um well we discussed it with the brand first then i wrote a treatment shared it yeah. with the director they obviously had their own ideas and understood the sort of the concepts 
of it um and what we were trying to do um but i mean you know the the you know the song what it's about and everything i mean this was from discussions with uh, rochelle because she's unfortunately uh, i mean it's obviously it's for her to talk about um yeah um she was the steer on the topic Let okay me put it that way yeah, yeah, I don't want to, you know, it's, it's for her to talk about those things. I mean, yes, I did, you know, pen, you know, you, you, you know, you know, pen some of those ideas down, but it was, um, that was certainly, um, yeah. And I think that's, I don't think she's alone from what I can see. Um, yeah, uh, sadly, it's, it's everywhere, isn't it? You know, um, yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought it was quite a strong message you're putting out there, like, uh, and then the video certainly sent out, punched that home, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. I'm super pleased. I mean, shout out Richard Oakes. Um, uh, shout out um, our predatory man in there, Neil, um, um, as well, man. He's a, he's he's a brilliant. He's got a couple of movies yeah. that are out at the minute. Um, that he's a great great actor, and he's um, you know, a really good guy. And you know, and they really, you know, we you know, we don't have much money and everything. Things were done on a very tight budget and timescales and things. And course, I yeah. think they did a great great job. So. Um, and hopefully it's something that will resonate with people. You know, I think you can only be honest in the songwriting and what you yeah. talk about. And, and, you know, hopefully people, people people will pick up on that. But that's um, absolutely yeah. So you got you got some uh, you got a couple of uh, exciting tours coming up. You got a uh, Sepultura and Chromax. Yes. So uh, that must be exciting. The to tour with two sort of uh, iconic bands like those. Amazing, yeah. I mean, both of those are, you know, so humbling. Total dream, isn't yeah. really me. Um, yeah, Chromax. You, uh, you grew up a big Sep fan as well, because you, uh, you're probably around the same age as me then, by the sounds of it. I'm 45. I'm, I'm 45, I am, so. All right, I'm 25. You're 25, yeah? I'm not 25, yeah. I'm not 25, yeah. But um, no, not at all. That's an in-joke. But um, yeah. Uh, only in for me, so that's not really a joke at all. No, yeah, we are, we are probably in a similar. Yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, I saw, um, um, what was it, Donington, and I saw Pantera and... Um, 94. Uh, Sepultura. Sepultura um, Pantera, and Pantera, yeah. There as well. Yeah. Pantera, this kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, Sepultura are insane, aren't they? They're just, they're just an incredible band. You know, that happening is... Um, you know, an absolute crazy, crazy thing. Yeah. You know? So, you know, the fact, you know, that we're doing that, it will, will be amazing. Chromax, again, is, you know, legends of the hardcore scene, aren't they? So, yeah. So. Should be interesting, the Chromax one, uh, Harley, being see one of these, like. <laughs> There's yeah. lots of stories, good and bad, to be fair. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I've never, I I've never met them or anything. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've, you know, heard and seen things. Um, yeah. It's... Um, yeah, I mean, likewise. So I don't know. I mean, they've got some great music. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of, kind of what it is. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I certainly, I think they are revered as legends in the scene and have been, um, you know, been were, were instrumental in some of the fusion and crossover, really, weren't they? If, um, you know, in the generation mm. kind of more modern hardcore sound and that kind of thing. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. So what are your plans uh, after these uh these two tours? What have you got planned after that then? Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So we've got a load of shows. We've we got a few festivals. Okay. Um, at least three or five. I can't I can't remember which ones were announced or not. Yeah. Radar's definitely about announced. That's that'll be a yeah. big one. Bloodstock is out uh as well. Oh, you're doing Bloodstock. Uh, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that'll be big. Um, we're doing something in Nottingham, and I want, I should know the name of it, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, um, I think that one's been, and there's another one as well, which I don't think has been an, an, um, announced. Yeah, we're playing um, Uprising in Leicester as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's happening. Um, we've got, I think we're going to try and do you know, a couple of little live recordings and things like that. Just, oh, nice. That's uh, just uh, maybe some, something along that along those lines. Um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, got plans and ideas. We'd like to hit the road again later in the year. Yeah. Um, hundred percent. That would yeah. be hopefully hopefully a little little thing there where we could do that. I'm not talking about anything crazy, uh, but you know, just a, like a week or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've all got day jobs. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's like it's like it's quite funny. There was someone that was like hurling abuse at us uh, online, or on it. I don't pay attention to the trolls and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. People <laughs> benefits scroungers cut their benefits. Yeah, tell them to get a job and all oh this. Oh my sort god. Of yeah, and it's just like I mean, all right. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Um, I mean, what are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? What are you going to do with that? It's just it's there's no point in even responding, is there? I mean, it's, no, it's no. just you know, it's, it's, it's just whatever. <laughs> um so you know so so that's in mind we're i mean there's we're really we're going to try and get we've had the odd offers and things like that but again it's like you know making sure diaries are uh, aligned and, and we don't lose a, a huge amount of money getting into the mainland as well yeah um we've been it's been um we've had a f amazing response in france i can't imagine why <laughs> um <laughs> no i'm joking um of course um yeah um yeah, and you know as well. So we'd, I'd love to see if we can do that. And we've had some calls for some to try and get out there as well. So that would be great, um, you know, to do. And, and is is on the list awesome. uh, of things if we could try and make that happen as well. Yeah. Um, and then I and then I don't know. Um, you know, much as we still obviously the, the album's only been out for a few weeks as well. Get some, you know, album two and that kind of thing, isn't it? So yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, um, also, you know, I mean. Sorry, I mean, the whole this there seems to be sort of like an upward swing at the moment, anyway, for the whole UK scene. Sort of metal hardcore bands is kind of seem to yes, be like, like bands, that continue. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, like bands like Malevolence, uh, Venom Prison, uh, yeah. Higher Power, bands like they're all sort of taking that next sort of step, haven't they? Uh, yeah, recently, yeah. and there's there's bands behind that sort of like Split Knuckle, Grove Street, that sort of bands. Split Knuckle is so cool. Essex yeah. stand up, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> So I'm originally from Essex. Basically. Oh yeah, okay. Like um, a long time ago, I've been in London since the nineties. But it's, um, um, anyway, um, just told you. Why do you care about that? No one cares about that. <laughs> Why I, yet still, I said it. Um, do you see yourselves like you know, sort of joining that group? Would you like to see yourselves uh, take that next step up, maybe in the next uh, few years? I don't have any. Um, you know, sometimes right, and this is no disrespect to these bands, by the way. Yeah. Just so we know. Some people are like, right, we want to take over the world, want to do this and that, and these are our uh, expectations. This is, um, you know, this is the plan. Yeah. Where we're going. This is what we do. This is just not a thing for us at all. Yeah. It's 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 kind of like, um, I am still as is everybody. I think if I was to, um, no, want to speak for anyone, you know, ever, but I suppose in this case, I am the mouthpiece. Um. We are humbled and blown away about the options, the things. I mean, I mean, bloody hell, we've got a, you know, 
you know, we've got an album out on Candlelight, you know, what the hell? Yeah. That's, that's huge, yeah. Um, that's one know, for the tick, that's a tick box thing, isn't it? That's a one yeah. for the, you know. Never knew that was, that wasn't planned, that wasn't a thing, we didn't think, yeah. you know, you know, that, that's, that's there, we're going out Sepultura, going out, you know, we've been played with Napalm Death, yeah. Yeah, only in the year, this kind of thing, we're getting, you know, the response is just, is just absolutely, um, uh, humbling and, and you know and, and very and very you know you've got to be very grounded about this and just sort of say yeah. well i don't know i mean it's, if people are feeling this and they're doing this and well let's see what we can do i mean it's like you know i love playing playing live as does everybody in the crew um you know that's a thing um you know i'm really you know i'm really enjoying my play you know i'm really enjoying playing the bass with the band and i love playing with the guys i love you know it's yeah it's it's great fun i mean much as there's you know some quite serious lyrical content and messages in yeah. the songs we have a lot of fun you know and we just do that so it's a case of so it's a weird one i don't just see where it takes you sort of thing really is it just uh, yeah yeah i mean yeah. Yeah, that's kind of it i mean we're all completely committed to it you know yeah um we're all like you know uh, really enjoying it and doing but you know i mean bands are difficult i mean you certainly you know, shared your age and you said you know you're in a band i mean i mean how many bands have you been in tons i reckon oh yeah, yeah. uh at least yeah. How, 10. <laughs> yeah. how often is there someone that's really difficult in the band or something yeah yeah take course, something yeah. right or it's like you really want to do this or you had something some expectation this is what's yeah. going to happen and then it fucked up and it's like yep. sorry, sorry or whatever but do you know what i mean and, and you know this or, or or things aren't quite happening there or someone you know it's just bands are like you know you know, we do it. I think I think everybody, if they're, you know, really honest, or probably should be, should do it because they're loving it. You know, yes. and then just trying yeah, very much so. Yeah, you know, you know, and doing that because it's like, you know, the late nights and when, like, like just a shout out, like um, uh, Nick Plews or, um, you know, we did like what was it when we did the um, uh, Napalm. We did two dates in Napalm Death, like one after the other. We did like five hundred miles in like twenty hours or something stupid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, people don't, you know, and this is just in one car, you know, I mean, I'm literally sitting yeah. back with, with Rach next to me and someone, like, we all yeah. get equipment, and everything. just go, oh, you know, yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can't do that unless you love it, you know, yeah, you know, exactly. you, yeah. you know what I mean? So, you know, and, and, unless you, unless you've got that. So, yeah, so, so we'll just see, man. I mean, as I said, I'm, I'm still, you know, I mean, the band is like, really, it's embryonic. Yeah, you know? of course, yeah. If, if you look at it, things like that. I mean, we work very quickly and, you know, getting that album out and doing that. And I'm very happy with the tracks and that sort of stuff. And, you know, but it's, but let's see. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's get see to where France. It takes you. See how it goes. Yeah, let's get to France. I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't say no to go to the US, you know. But, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't have any, you know, it's not like, um, I'm like, right, we must. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No strict sort of, uh, yeah, or anything, or, you know, plan, I don't even know if anyone would even take us there, or you know, if we can make it work, or whatever, you know, all that sort of stuff. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. You know, it's quite tricky. I mean, not for me being a, a dual national, but it's um, you know, for the other guys in the band, it's not as easy as you know, you need visas and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, anyway. listen, John, um, I'll, I'll leave it there. Thank you for your time. Cool. Uh, uh, I'm glad we finally got to talk. <laughs> I hope, um, was, this, was this okay for you did you get some information did you enjoy it yeah 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 i just it was like um it's gonna go on the podcast so um yeah i said uh, just uh, 25 minutes that's all we need sort of uh, needed but um i mean the album everyone i speak to is uh is loving it so it's, it's uh it's going down really well at least in south wales anyway <laughs> thank you very much we, we, we want to come there man we want yeah to come cool. there. awesome
Well, okay. Well, thanks for your time, John. And uh, I'll speak to you again. Take care. Luck, take care. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Hi, this is Barney Veer from Night Farm Death. And through my many years of association, you're listening to Mass Movement. Okay, that was uh, John from Cage Fight. Um, their self-titled new album is out now on uh, Candlelight Records. So go check that out. And they got some tour dates coming up um, with the Cro-Mags and with Sepultura. So um, go see them in the uh, in the live arena too, because uh, apparently they slay it. I can't wait to uh, find out myself. Okay, as promised, next up is uh, Mr. Ian Glasper. Um, we got to talk about various things, uh, but mostly about his terrorised Volume 1 and Volume 2. Exposure out from Earth Island uh, books now. So take it away, Mr. Glasper. This is Roger from Agnostic Front. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. So let's um, start at the beginning then. Um, what was your sort of what was your first foray into writing? I know you did the uh, little things, please little minds fanzine. Was that something? Um, was that the first thing you did? And uh, was something was writing something you always wanted to do? Yeah, little things, please little minds was my first attempt at writing. Really, it was um, little Xerox fanzine. I think the first issue had. Um, might have had Ronald Reagan on the front of it with a pint in his hand or something. Yeah. And, and it was just a total sort of DIY punk zine. I was writing off some of my favourite bands at the time. I seem to remember Onslaught were in that first one. Um, maybe the Verrucas. They were certainly in one of the early ones. But you'd write off to them with a list of, you know, crappy questions and a stamped addressed envelope for them to send their answers back. Wow. You know, and uh, yeah, I did five issues of it, and it was just literally to sell to my friends at, at gigs and stuff like that. So that was and, that uh, was your first sort of um, involvement in writing, was it? That was the first sort of yeah, thing yeah. And then um, and then I got busy with the band I was in, and I didn't do do anything else for a, a few more years. Um, yeah. And then I think it, probably the yeah after that it was Terrorizer then in '93. And I started writing again. I mean, I was writing lyrics for the bands I was in. Yeah. And that, that was kind of scratching the itch, I suppose, for sort of expressing myself or whatnot, <clears throat> you know, making music and stuff. And then the opportunity came along to write for Terrorize, and I thought I'd give it a go. So you had, so you wanted to write, but you obviously, you were obviously playing music, and you wanted to write as well. Did they sort of come hand in hand? They came together, sort of thing. Is that would that I be right? Know, well, I definitely wanted to make music. I've, you know, I've always wanted to sort of, um, you know, create music um, as long as I can remember. I wouldn't say I wanted to write when the Terrorizer thing came along. Yeah. But I sort of thought, you know, why not give it a go? Um, you know, I was probably more interested in the free CDs, you know. Yeah. That's what I, <laughs> um, probably why I started doing it. But, you know, then I realized i did enjoy it and talking to sort of you know your favorite bands and yeah you know, it's quite a buzz seeing your sort of work you know in, in on the printed page yeah definitely yeah so um you, you mentioned terrorizer i mean i mean you go into it in more depth in the books but just give us a brief sort of um uh explanation about how you got involved with terrorizer then yeah so the guy that started Terrorizer uh, was a guy called Rob Clymer, and he was doing um, a CD distribution 
called uh, Rain Diamond, and it was yeah. based down in Cornwall. Uh, Robert was one of the writers for um, Metal Forces, you know, as much okay, as I yeah. love sort of punk fanzines, you know, I did get into sort of thrash metal and crossover in the late 80s as well, and I was a, you know, a, I, I was really, really into Metal Forces. Yeah. And uh, Rob had been writing for that, and then can't remember if Metal Forces folded, but Rob did a a couple of one-off kind of magazines. One of them was called Crash and Burn, I think. Um, okay. Can't remember what the other one was called, but then he started Terrorizer, and I was communicating with him quite regularly on the phone. You know, you couldn't. This was before you ordered CDs online. You know, you'd see the advert in the back of a, you know, a, a magazine. Yeah. Had all the list of the latest CDs that had come in with yeah. the price next to them. And, the, you, you know, you could phone him up and reserve one of these CDs. And um, I remember Alice's yeah. Records. Remember Alice's Records? Yeah, Alice's Records. And then, oh, my God, and yeah. yeah. You know, I used to live for was, that catalogue coming through the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and it was that whole, um, that it was that culture, really. You yeah. Know? And um, you you didn't hear about these bands from overseas as quickly and easily as you you do now. You know, you had to read about them in a fanzine or in... yeah you know, in the demo section of Metal Forces or, you know, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, and I, I I was ordering a lot of stuff from Rob and he knew that I was into obscure stuff. Um, I think in I think in the Terrorised Books intro I talk about, I can vividly remember ringing him up and I kept, you know, it's like, when's Cowboys from Hal from Pantera coming in? And it seemed to be like tri trickling into the country, like six or seven copies at a time. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, wow. You know, it was it was crazy trying to get 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 hold of that. Um, yeah, but it was about that time that he said, "Oh, you know, I'm starting at this magazine, Terrorizer." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, good luck with it. You know, it sounds great." And um, first issue was a good one. I think it had metallic on the front cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a lovely picture of that in the uh, in the volume one, actually. Oh right, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so then, um, and yeah, I, I he, and then he just said to me, "Look, you know, you like all this hardcore stuff. Um, do you want to write a column? You know, we called it Hardcore Holocaust." Yeah. Um, and and it just went from there, really. I mean, it's it divided opinion when it was published. I think you know, maybe some of the sort of um, Died in the wall sort of metalheads didn't want punk and hardcore bands in their magazine. I don't know. Really? Yeah, Quite yeah. Wow. There were, you know, there were there were a few letters, you know, definitely split opinion, you know, because there was a writer's, there was a reader's letters page back then, and a lot of them didn't get published, but Rob would let you know, you know, he'd say, oh, I've had three letters this week slagging off your column, <laughs> you know. But luckily there were more letters say you know it were for the column and against it yeah um, but by issue four I, I, i'd started to do features and live reviews and cd reviews and you know and it just it just went from there really you know and then you know i was still buying the magazine for about a year okay um, and then he started sending it to me for free you know? <laughs> that's good then he started then he started paying me for writing but it wasn't it wasn't very much but yeah, it was you know I was just happy to be getting sent all these free CDs and and then course, he started yeah. to 
you know, he, I started to recommend bands to him. I'd be like, yeah, there's this, you know, this great band on Epitaph. Why don't we cover them? And, you know, it went from there then. And um, I realised then I could also get some of my friends' bands, you know, you know, yeah. come in sort of UK bands in the magazine and stuff as well. So it felt like, you know, it's a win-win situation, really. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, for for certain um, people my age, um, sort of mid forties now, um, around the, <laughs> um, yeah. it, it was like a hardcore holocaust was um, it was an absolute must. It was almost like um, it gave a voice to sort of the smaller bands. I mean, you featured sort of Knuckle Dust and PD, Freebase, uh, you know, bands that are withdrawn, you know, standing around, um, you know, when they were coming through. And I think it helped give a voice, didn't it, to um, yeah, I mean, people who may not have otherwise checked that stuff out. I can't remember how long it ran for. It probably ran for a, a, like a hundred issues or something. Yeah. And then Nick Terry one day said to me, "How would you feel, you know, if we retired Hardcore Holocaust?" And I was like, oh, "You know, I don't, I don't like the sound of that at all." Yeah. Know? But his his argument was that he didn't want to tuck. The hardcore and punk stuff away in one corner of the magazine which we hadn't been doing right. anyway you know from right from about issue four or five we were getting interviews yeah. and stuff in there but he just felt that it had become integrated in in the magazine and you know those bands would still be represented in the other you know the review section and the live section and the interviews and stuff like that so um and at the end of the day you know it was he was he was the editor it was his call yeah um, yeah and he, you know, it was just, it felt a bit like the end of an era, I suppose. And, you know, for a, for a moment, I thought, oh, maybe they're going to phase covering hardcore and stuff out of the magazine altogether. But to be fair to Nick, he didn't, you know, he, yeah. he was he was massively into sort of metalcore and stuff like that, um, you know, before it was a dirty word sort of thing. <laughs> and, um, you know, so, yeah, there, there was no fear of the magazine stopping the coverage but yeah the, the column eventually uh, i guess ape stayed as welcome really right right do you remember who was your uh your first ever interview subject yeah it was discussed oh wow um, you know the db band yeah yeah so i interviewed their drummer steve bt who was um it was running phd okay um, yeah plastic head that, that were putting out a lot of um well a lot of the bands that were in terrorizer that were coming out through phd and um yeah that was that was my first interview and he was very opinionated slagging discharge off <laughs> you know after after blatantly plagiarizing them <laughs> <laughs> but, uh yeah no i mean he's He's shown himself to be, um, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a, a right wing nutter, really. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. So, um, was there any sort of um, sort of difficult interviews? Because I know that like one of the ones that stood out for me in um, volume one, I think is yeah, is volume one is a uh, weird from integrity, and at that time he was kind of at the height of his. Um, uh, how would you put it? He he won the most approachable person, was he? No, no. I mean, he actually he was 
he was quite a sweetie, if I remember. Right? <laughs> um, it was a sweetie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, stabbing around, I can't remember if it was before or after we played with him. Yeah. I mean, we played with him and you could see that, you know, he was an intense kind of individual. Um, but yeah, the interview was was fine. You know, he was in a really good mood, if I remember rightly. He just might have been. Yeah. So was it any other difficult interviews like that? Oh yeah, there were plenty. There were plenty of difficult ones. I mean, the the two that I mentioned in in the four words of the book were probably the most difficult. The killing joke one was very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they're one of my favorite bands of all time, and yeah. I, I was really, I was really excited um, to talk to Jazz, the singer, and um, but I, I was really nervous about coming across as a fanboy, so I didn't want to. Okay come across as a fanboy um but you know i i knew lots about the band and um you know and i think i don't know it was the last i think it was his last interview in a really um like a jam-packed press day it, he probably done an interview every half hour for about 10 hours okay I mean, yeah last, it was the last interview <laughs> so he was kind of just just jaded like yeah. you know, doing interviews and um yeah and i think i, I might have goaded him a little bit about something or other just um <laughs> just just trying to get him to open up and talk a bit more and, yeah yeah you know and he he kind of got a bit a bit angry but i mean when you read the interview back it's quite funny you know he's he's just basically ripping into me yeah <laughs> But it's a you know it was a good interview. Um good learning curve for you. Yeah, from that point of view. And then, then the other one was was Danzig, you know, that was um He's notorious. I knew that yeah, I knew you were gonna mention Danzig. He's notorious for it again, isn't he? Yeah, I mean he hates he hates the UK press anyway. Um, oh, does he? Cause, yeah, because he, he feels that he's always misrepresented and um Okay. It was the first interview he'd granted to a UK magazine for like six or seven years and he was really cagey um, <laughs> and it didn't help that we'd missed each other a few times because of time differences and right um you know and then I made the mistake of of asking him you know why I think you know why the fifth out al- why the fifth Danzig album was so bad sort of thing <laughs> Um, you know, I, I mean, I loved the first four. And yeah. The fifth one, he just like it was quite electronic or industrial, and he That's just right. yeah. Um, yeah. He drenched his voice in um, loads of distortion and stuff, and just like lost the essence of Danzig, really. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, he just told me to go and record my own fucking record if I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I mean, sorry, uh, Tim, Tim, <laughs> Tim from Mass Movement um, always says, like, um, he got, he, he got the, the opportunity to speak to, to Glenn once, but he turned it down because there was a list of things he, he couldn't mention. He was wow. like, uh, can't talk about Misfits, can't talk about Northside King, can't talk about this, this and that, can't talk about this album, that album. So Tim just right, thought, uh... what's the point? <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I, I, I mean, I can't say I've ever had that kind of um, censorship. Okay. Um, you know, that sort of steer given to me ever, I don't think. Um, you know, and I, 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 you know, I interviewed some pretty big, big bands, but I, I suppose quite a lot of the time I was catching them on the way up. So, you know, 
bands like Slipknot and stuff like that were, you know, as they were on their way out, you know, The Offspring and yeah. stuff like that. And, um, you know, when you're on your way out, you know, you want to do interviews. You know, it's only when, yeah, you're, on yeah, yeah. You, it's like when you're on your way down, you can't be asked to do yeah. interviews. <laughs> well, that's another thing I was going to say about the book. It's, it's sort of like a snapshot of that, of, of a time period. And some people might, you know, be surprised to see, like, you. there's bands there who were once sort of within the same scene almost. I mean, there's like, but, but have since gone in polar opposite directions. I mean, there's like 25 to Life and sort of um, AFI, for instance. Um, yeah. even, you know, who were both like playing the same sort of, at this time, playing the same sort of venues. Yeah, no, the, it is very much, um, you know, just snapshots. Yeah, from those moments, and you know where where there's certain bands interviewed several times. You know, I think, I think there's three Agnostic Front interviews or something. Yeah, there? I think it's three. There, yeah, maybe three Hate Breed or whatever. You can kind of see them, and there's probably three Misfits ones, and you can kind of see them at you know key moments. Usually, it's before an album's coming out or a tour's coming out. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, when I was putting the book together um it was quite interesting to think oh yeah yeah they never got as big as they said they were going to yeah and, yeah uh, and and, they, and you know and they blew up didn't they but where are they now sort of thing you know <laughs> so a bit of hindsight but yeah i mean if you're into those bands i think it is quite an interesting time capsule really and um i mean putting the book together was difficult because um we quickly realized we couldn't just reproduce the pdfs from the magazine because okay. they would look really bad you yeah know, the book would have to be like magazine size for you to be able to read it right <laughs> um so basically i took all the text files yeah and found like new pictures or you know re rarely seen pictures from that period but oh, then okay. i'd lost quite a few of the early text files as well so Basically, I had to retranscribe them. Okay. Um, so I, I used like because there was just so much of it. I just used like a voice dictation um, right. software. So yeah. I'm, I'm reading the interview out, but that voice software. I don't know whether it's because I talk like a country bumpkin, it, but it just <laughs> didn't like didn't like my accent, and it was just riddled with typos when you oh, uh, no. read it back. So then yeah. you basically had to kind of go back through and correct it all and almost rewrite it anyway so what should have been like oh uh, you know a quick sort of labor of love just you know collect all these pdfs scan all these pdfs and slap them in a book yeah became this sort of um once i started i was determined to finish but you know retranscribing and these text files and then finding these photos and yeah yeah it became a bit of a <laughs> It took a lot longer than I thought it would, but I'm just pleased that we got there and that they're all collected together for yeah posterity, really. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like a catalogue for that time. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, but, you yeah, know, I mean, it's, it's such an awesome read. Yeah. It's one of those books you can drop in at any point. It's not like you, know, you don't have to read it cover to cover. You can drop it in at any point, can you? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much been like all my books really you can just put them next to the toilets probably the best place <laughs> um, you know just choose a you know depending on how long you think you're gonna be on the toilet yeah yeah 
<laughs> or, or if you need some help with a difficult bell movement, you know, you can select the chapter. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're easy to. I think they're easy to pick up and read. You know. Is anybody you um you you have an interview that you would love to? Yeah. So when I mean when um when I was collecting those interviews, there were there were some bands I was certain I'd interviewed, but I hadn't. Like Biohazard, for example. I mean, I can't believe I never did an interview with Biohazard. Yeah, that's crazy. And um, and I can almost remember doing an interview with Biohazard, but it's because we played gigs with them, I suppose, and we were talking a lot, and it just yeah. felt like it felt like I had done an interview with them, and I hadn't. And it was the same with Suicidal Tendencies. Oh wow! Um, okay. You know, I, you know, I can almost remember transcribing the Suicidal Tendencies interview because Mike Muir talks so fast and I was thinking, for fuck's sake, you know, he's, he takes a thousand words to say something anyone else could say in like a hundred words. And I was yeah, typing, yeah. It all, typing it all up. And, you know, and then I couldn't find any evidence of that, that interview ever running anywhere. Oh, no. Um, but as, as far as bands I would have liked to have interviewed, I mean, I suppose I'd have liked to have done Metallica just to say I'd done them. Yeah. Because you know, I... I did the uh, the rest of the big four, um, but Voivod is you know they're, okay. they're like my favourite metal band, and for some yeah. reason I've never did an interview with them. But I'm going to put that right shortly because I'm interviewing them for the next issue of Fistful of Metal. Oh, excellent! There you go then. So uh, that yeah, puts so that right I'll, in. Yeah, that's that crossed off the bucket list sort of thing. <laughs> Just was harking next then somewhere along the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um. So aside from the books, you've also obviously been in a ton of bands. Um, currently in Zero Again, you're still in War Wound? Is, or is that done now? No, or? so War Wound, War Wound fell by the wayside at the beginning of 2020. Um, Damien moved back to Ireland. Okay. Um, you know, and it, it didn't become, it wasn't really viable you know, right. to do it. And then COVID landed and... You know, I think we had, we had a few tours booked that got cancelled, and Damien went back to um didn't go back to Ireland because he, he this first time he's lived there, but he had an Irish passport, and I think he was sick to death of of of, of Brexit and everything, and just um got out while he could really. All right, okay, so that, wow. That, that was the end of War Wound, and then that's what prompted me to start zero again, really. You know, yeah. Was, um, writing all these riffs and um you know everyone's locked down there was no gigs and um it was just a really good good release for me really yeah yeah writing all these lyrics and riffs and um i started talking to glenn from grand collapse yeah um, and you know i said you you know do you want to do something slower you know a bit more sort of i don't know a bit weird a bit more weird than yeah Grand Collapse, and he was really into the idea of that because, you know, just, just because he likes pushing himself with his play, and I think just yeah, to play something yeah. different. Yeah. And um, and then we got Dean in yeah, you know, on vocals, and this was just literally just talking to each other online, you know, why didn't we do this? It wasn't a, a band at that time. It was just a, like an idea. Okay. And um, then we started looking, you know, and I was started sending demos to them and they were like, yeah, it sounds good. And Dean started dropping vocals on the demos and it was just one of my mates playing guitar on the demos. So I said, we need to find a, 
a guitarist and I asked Payne, do you know any guitarists? And he said, yeah, yeah he, he was interested in doing it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, just to put the number of bands he was in into double figures sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, uh, yeah, so it went from there, really, you know, and then there was this sort of um, couple of months in between lockdown and, and we rehearsed like crazy because we had all these sort of songs back yeah. there. And we managed to record two EPs before we went back into lockdown. We still hadn't done a gig, you know. Um, yeah. But we recorded like 12 or 13 songs. So that was that was quite good because, you know, they went off to the pressing plant whilst everything was locked down. So, yeah. You know, and then we had something out quite soon after we played our first gig, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah, re- really enjoying it. You know, it's kind of... Um, you know, it's definitely the kind of band I, I want to be in. You know, there's no everybody's on the same wave wavelength. Yeah. You know, sort of uh, ideologically and everything, and um, and there's no 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 rules. There's no sort of um, uh, I don't know what's the word. You know, we're not saying like we want to be like this. It's just like anything goes, sort of thing. No expectation, yeah. I suppose. Sort of just no. That's right. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. Of, yeah, that was kind of where the, the 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 name for the band came from. Actually, I mean, obviously, it's a, uh, it's a rudimentary Peanuts song, so yeah. Again, but you know, it was it was exactly what you just said. You know, no expectations. Um, you know, just start from scratch. Yeah. You and then um, last time I saw you, you also mentioned um, you've been working with Aid from Stamping Ground on um, yeah some new material. Yeah, so Aid. Aid has um, obviously drummed in Stamping Ground, but he's always been like a, a phenomenal guitarist. Yeah. And um, he'd been writing some thrash songs on the guitar and uh, he, he played me them and they were really good. And I said, you, you know, you ought to record it. And he, he wrote all the songs musically, played all the guitars, recorded them, and... Um, he, he kind of created, you know, he played the rough drum patterns, but he had some help um, tracking and recording the drums because that was beyond him at the time with his sort of studio setup. Right. Um, but, yeah, basically, he then said to me, oh, do you want to play, play the bass? I mean, he could have easily done the bass himself, but I think he just liked the idea of having someone else involved in it. And I said, yeah, yeah. and we, I wrote the lyrics as well. Um but yeah, the first album was was pretty much Aid with a bit of help from me, and then Sai from uh, an Ipswich band, a punk band, well, a metallic metal punk band really. And I yeah. he did the vocals. And, I mean, uh, you've seen them, like you've never been. Uh, he pushed you hard on the bass on this one. This oh time. yeah, and no, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he's um, like I said, he's a really really good guitarist. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would go over there. I mean, I actually sprained my wrist recording one of the songs. I've <laughs> never done that before. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, it was just, like, ridiculous, like, trying to <laughs> play these, play some of these songs. Yeah. And it just made me realise, hey, hey, crap, I've got on the bass, really. You know, I just haven't got the the precise speed in, in my right hand like I used to have. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so, you know, it's it really challenging, quite a struggle. Yeah, and, um, quite good, really. You know, because in in zero again, although it's it's 
not easy to play you know they're not generic riffs it's really there's some really complicated stuff because i was writing the bass lines they just feel easier because you wrote them yourself yeah whereas when you go into a studio and someone says right this is the bass line <laughs> it's yeah. like oh, okay um, yeah but i mean you know he's really clever and um he's got you know he's got a five-year plan for that band it's called son of the endless night okay it's a technical thrash band nice already two albums released on punishment 18 records from italy wow um and it was going to, just going to be a studio project to start with, but we've yeah. done through gigs now. So he's he's got an actual band now. Um, a guy called Colin Baker playing drums, a guy called Trevor Roast on lead guitar, and then me and Aid and Sai singing. And um, I think the third album, which Aid's already written, um, we will actually record it as a band, whereas the first two albums, Aid recorded everything apart from the bass, you know. Okay. So, uh, yeah, as for yourself, then, um, uh, book-wise, you've uh, you worked on the Subhumans book next, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the uh, the next book. It's I've seen the artwork um, that was released. Did you? I think you put it out today, didn't you? The artwork. Yeah, no, Earth Island released it. I don't. Oh, right, could, okay. I don't think they could sit on it any longer. The <laughs> um, but Welly Welly from Artcore did the. The uh, cover. I mean, I he did say, covers for the yeah. two terrorized books as well, and they came out brilliant. Yeah. Um, when are you looking to get that off? Oh, it should be out before the end of the year. I mean, I've finished writing it, and I've interviewed all the band members. I've done probably nearly a hundred hours of interviews. Of all the band members, present, and all the past members, and then just like dozens of their close friends and colleagues and roadies and and everything like that you know and um it's the definitive subhumans book and they're one of my favorite you know uk punk bands in fact they're probably the best you know pound for pound they're the yeah. best uk punk band i think i mean you know they're so consistent yeah yeah you know, so so you know they're so reliable great great music great lyrics always brilliant live did I see a zero again going out with them as well? Going uh, a couple of we shows. We got a couple there? of gigs with them, two or three gigs with them at the end of um, September. Yeah, because you come to Cardiff as well, aren't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. we're in Cardiff. I mean, that, you know, people won't believe me, but it's not off the back of me doing the book on them. But <laughs> Death or Glory, you know, we've been talking to Death or Glory about playing a couple of gigs. Yeah. And um, we we're going to do a couple of the Discharge gigs. Um, but then a cert were announced as main tour support, right? And, and he sort of said, Look, you know, discharge of bringing a band out with them. Do you want yeah. to do these subhumans gigs? And I was like, Yeah, brilliant. And it, you know, it's it going to tie in great because I'm writing a book about them, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's how we got those gigs, but yeah, I mean, it's been a pleasure doing it. And like I said, it, it's the first book I've written about just one band, and I can't think of a another band I'd have, you know, wanted to write a book about, really. Awesome. Well, we look forward to that as well. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And I, re I really enjoyed your band when I saw you the other week up in um, Blainer. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I'll send you a demo if you want. Do you want the, do you want the demo? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear it. Actually. You okay with tapes? Well, I'd say I am, but my tape player's fucked, so it's probably best <laughs> to send me an electronic... All right, I'll do that then. ...link to it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um... I like the idea of tapes, but I just yeah. 
I have to sit and look at them at the moment. Mind you, I suppose like, <laughs> wouldn't it wouldn't It would give me an excuse to get a new tape player, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, I'll go organise. All right, and, um, no I'll probably now. see you in Cardiff for that uh, Subhumans gig next, then. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I'm going to come up to... Um, Come up to Blaine. I saw a good gig coming up there. Is it oh, dead, but, um, dead objectives are coming up soon. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I would have been up to the last one a couple of weeks ago, but I had COVID. Oh so no! I, I thought I better not come along and turn it into a super spreader. Event. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a good look, is it? <laughs> no, definitely not. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Again, cheers for your time, mate, and uh, no I'll catch you soon. Mate. All right. All right, cheers, Chris. Good luck. Okay, mate. Bye bye now. Hey, this is Sean Killian from Violence, and you are listening to Mass Movement. Okay, uh, big shout out to uh, Ian Glasper for the interview. Um, go to Earth Island Books now and pick up Terrorize Volume 1 and Volume 2. Promise, if you're a hardcore fan, metal fan, thrash fan, you're not going to regret it. It's such a good read, and it really is a snapshot of uh, a bygone era. And uh, also big shout out to uh, John from Cage Fight. Go to Candlelight Records and pick up their self-titled album now. Absolutely ferocious sort of 90s hardcore mixed with sort of vicious thrash riffs. So um, really good stuff. Go and check that out. Um, As always, go check out uh, Mass Movement magazine uh, on massmovement.co.uk and go to Instagram and give us a like on Mass Movement Presents. And that's about it. Until next time, see you soon. Movement presents.